0: How's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the repost of my live stream. If you guys are new here and don't know, I have a YouTube channel where I do a lot of knife making tutorials. But on Sunday, I also do a live stream. So this is for all you guys that want to listen on your phone or have other stuff to do or just don't want to look at my busted mug. My channel is called Dave Irving, Invader Knives. Alright, enough about me. Let's get to the clips. Hey, how's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the live stream! (laughs) I think today, actually everything went pretty good. Let's hope it stays like that. (laughs) Ooh, man. Man, oh man, oh man. Let me just check my audio. I hope I'm not blasting you all out. Should be pretty good, yeah. As long as I don't get too crazy, I should be... Uh, Let me turn it down just a hair. There we go. Alright. That way, if I get excited and yell and scream, you don't get blown out. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Griffin Handmade Knives? how's it going man for some reason this chat is supposed to be up here but it's not anymore I don't know anyway <laughs> I guess have to keep looking over here what's up Aaron yeah man yeah man let's get everything started so if you're new here or you're watching the repost I usually say uh, leave comments with ideas or questions and all that but I think I'm gonna change that to leave comments with your questions or if you have any things that have worked for you, whether it's for the YouTube stuff I'm talking about, or with the knife stuff, or any of that stuff that we talk about here, leave comments if you've got ideas that worked for you, or, or what has worked for you, or maybe what hasn't worked for you. Let's build this community, because that's, that's why I titled it Community. You know, it's not just about YouTube, it's about any passion, and if, you're, if this is your first time to live stream... Instead of like giving you instructions on how to do this and how to do that, and do it this way, do it that way, I kind of integrate all my passions and, and let you know how I've used my passions to build the different things like knife making, my passion for knife making, my passion for YouTube, my passion for photography, all that stuff. What's up, bootleg blades? Man, everyone's early today. <laughs> Seems like today's going to be a good day. I think I'm getting this live streaming thing down today. I got it all set up with no problems or nothing. Everything worked out perfect. <laughs> oh, see, I'm, this is why I take notes. My, my mind just went completely blank. I'm thinking about taking these uh, these live streams, reposting them as a, a podcast. Because I know a lot of people like to listen in their car or listen on their phone the podcast. Last night, I took last week's Sunday's repost. And I'll tell you what, I haven't even got, I sat there for like two hours because I want to edit it down to take out all the you knows and the ums and the uhs and and the pauses and all that and take out some of the stuff that doesn't really translate to radio or podcasting. But it took me like two hours just to edit 30 minutes of audio. And I figured, oh, it's audio, there's no videos, there's no visuals, so it should be easier. But man, it's just as hard because you have to listen to every part. And cut out these parts and cut out that parts. But what's up, Hidden Acres? Man, got everyone in the house. I'm sure Chip will be here in a little bit. <laughs> the funny thing is, when you're when you're editing a bunch of audio and stuff like that, it really enhances the things you do bad a lot. Like I say, you know, so many times. I'm a, In fact, it gets to the point where I don't even have to really hear it. I can just see it and I know it's either gonna be a so or a you know coming. So. <laughs> See, there's the sew right there. <laughs> I'm trying to curve that, but I don't know if I can. Woo. The main topic of this this uh, live stream is is community and competition, because they're kind of one in the same. Oh, oh. Before I get to that, if you guys watched my video, uh, my last video where I talked about carbon fiber and being itchy, man, I jinxed myself. I woke up the next day. You can see I didn't even wrap my arm. Because my wrap was probably covered in carbon fiber. And it's like, man, I just I just covered it real quick because it's pretty bad under here. It's all healed, but it's just so, ugh. In fact, you can see, if you listened to last week's live stream where I was talking about, you know, how I went through some bad times and all that stuff. And I know depression all that. I don't know anyone else that has pain and sorrow written on their arms. But see how this sorrow, sorry if you listen to the podcast, this is straight. But look at the pain. It's all cru- it's crooked from where my arm was so messed up and trying to heal and the skin's got all peeled back and all that. And that's why my arm's locked up because how I heal when the skin came back together to heal up, it's just like it locked my arm up. And that's why this is like that too. I can't lift my wrist because all the skin was healing and pulling together and just locked my arm. I'm sure I could get some surgery where they cut it and man, that's that's kind of scary to me. Yeah, definitely do what makes you happy. Definitely that's the whole point of this whole live stream. I didn't even know I like talking on camera It's actually very therapeutic for me. I really enjoy all you guys coming by and saying hey What's up and talking and getting all that stuff moving? I'm actually using my 50 millimeter Let's see on the camera over here. I've been trying to experiment with a lot of stuff lately I definitely love this new camera and now that I got it set up man the color if you guys watched for a while when I was using my action cam I was always complaining about, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't getting the good enough pictures and all that. Well, I figured out, because uh, if you watch a lot of videos about live streaming and all that, it says set your set your bit rate to like six thousand. But I've got really good internet, and I've got a switch connected down here, so my laptop's connected right into the Ethernet, so I get like four or five hundred megabytes uploads and downloads so I turned it up to like 12,000 I, I double what they suggested now it seems to be a lot better plus the camera and all that it's like anything you learn as you go that's one thing I'm always preaching about any passion and all that you know when you're starting out you're going to be horrible at it and, and you're not going to be good and it's going to take you a while to learn and, and and you get discouraged and all that man I finally got this live stream to where I'm at but it, it, it kind of great because i could put into practice what i preach because if you go back and watch from the first live stream to now man the progression is crazy in fact i leave all my stuff up because like i've said plenty of times in most of my a lot of my live streams start out recording yourself watch your progression see how you get better see your mistakes learn how to fix your mistakes you can do that all by recording yourself a lot of people think youtube and instagram and all that Show how good your life is or how great you have it and all that. And that's a very big misconception about social media. Everyone only shows the good parts of their life. So everyone looks like they're always happy and always having great things. And everything's awesome for them. But that's not true. That's why I like to videotape myself or record myself and watch it. Man, I'm sorry all you guys that watch watched for, or been here for a while. You know I'm just talking the same thing over and over. But... It's true. I can't emphasize it enough. The more you record yourself and shut up your phone, anything, anything you can just to watch yourself and see how much you progress. I mean, I'm actually, for once, happy with this whole setup and how it looks and all that. Honestly, happy is kind of the wrong word. It, it sets my OCD at rest, how this looks now. Because when I was using the action cam or whatever else, my OCD was like, oh... You just gotta let it go. Don't think about it. Just do it. <laughs> bootleg blades. Yeah, I'm sure the girls would complain about having too many cameras and lights. <laughs> if you guys, if anyone watching this hasn't gone and checked out bootleg blades, I, I even told him this. He started out and he was asking me, you know, should he record and all this. There was a few little minor problems here and there, and I helped him out. But now he's getting to the point where he's almost better than me. <laughs> I'm like jealous sitting there watching. Man, how did he get that so quick? I took a year to get that good. Now he's just booming up. <laughs> but you can't look at that as a bad thing. Your competition is also your community. Because when you're... it Like knife making. Knife making is kind of a look down art when it comes to Facebook and all that. I mean, thanks to Forest and Fire and, and stuff like that, it's kind of blowing up. But... Other than, like, Alex Steele and all those guys, it's kind of not that big of a thing. You know, not as big as a lot of the other niches when it comes to YouTube. In fact, the biggest guy, Alex Steele, only has, like, 1.6 million subscribers. And I know I'm saying only, but Alex Steele's the biggest guy. Look at photography. Peter McKinnon got a million subs in a year. So that kind of gives you the contrast. Yeah, knife maker. Everyone wants to be a knife maker in that, but it's really... Only the guys that are into knife making that care about knife making. Where photography covers so many realms. It's a thing to know your competition. In fact, competition is healthy. When you have someone that you're working off of. Because they make you better and you make them better. Believe me, no matter how envious or jealous you are of your competition. They're the same way about you. You're looking at their strengths. And they're looking at your strengths. It doesn't really matter, oh man, this guy can do this more better than you, or oh man, I can't believe how good he makes this look, or how good he makes this look, because they're looking at you the same way for what they can't do. No one is 100% at everything. Everyone has things that they need to improve on, because if you didn't, life would be boring. And if you've got to that part where you're a master, then it's time to pick something else up, because once you master something, there's nowhere else to go. At least in my opinion. There's Chip. Hey, what's up? See, I I used to watch Forge I watched the first two seasons of Forge the Fire, and then I kind of lost interest in it. It's it's done a lot for knife-making and that, so I feel bad saying this, but it's really become a joke. When you see someone pick up a knife, what's the first thing they say? It will kill! You know, they're not saying that as a compliment to that. They're saying that as a joke. It will kill! Everything about that stuff it became more of a parody than an actual thing. And it's, it's a great platform to learn on and a great platform. And the first two seasons were great, but I just kind of lost interest in it. It became more of a, a joke than it did a serious thing, which upset me. And, and that goes with the whole community thing. We need to help each other out. We're all knife makers. Or, or if you're a YouTuber, we need to band together and help each other. And that's why I say in the beginning about the comments, If you find something that works for you or don't work for you, or you find a better way or whatever, we need to help each other out. It's not just a saying. It's something we got to do because as knife makers, we're the only ones that are going to support ourselves. We're the only ones that can help each other. No one's going to come out from photography and be like, I mean, there'll be guys that want to better their career by taking photos of your knife. But we need to stick together and help each other out. But the competition part is we need to thrive off each other. We need to learn off each other. It's like, man, like, you guys, if you've been here for a while, you know me finishing blades and and finishing stuff is a very big weakness because I've spent so much time on my bevels and all that stuff. That's something I really need to learn from other people, how you finish your knife, how you do this. What's up, Pinewoods? Excuse me, once again, I'm going on the rant, and I'm not even reading supposed to be a live chat right here but it's not working (laughs) i can't see so it's hard for me to read (laughs) oh the knife competition it everything had to be in today today was the last day Uh, i can't show the knife i can't show the knife till uh it's over and all that but i'm actually pretty proud of that knife i actually i ran out of material so i had to use a couple different materials which actually worked in my favor i actually turned Something that could have been a bad thing. And the man, it, I've never done like a three-piece. Like I ran out of G10. So I took a liner and then a piece, uh, a blue piece, and then a black piece and a blue piece. And I glued them all together. Instead of being, let me see. Do I have any knives down here that have it? No. But if you look at, when you buy the G10, that's like black or blue or white and black. You know, it's just one piece, one piece, one piece. Well, this was thicker. So instead of being like, that off and on color. It was just one color, then a separate color, and then the last competition. This was the second competition. I'm all stuttering. I'm I'm baffled for words. <laughs> you have to excuse me for a second. So in the first competition, I made this awesome knife, and I don't. I think I have it over here. Excuse me for a second. No, I can't find it. It's buried. I didn't even do anything with it because I was so But anyway, the knife came out looking great, but I didn't know anything about photography. So I just took the picture and sent it in. But when I sent it in, I put it through Lightroom. And and I didn't Photoshop it, like add stuff to it, but I just enhanced it. And I like made like clouds come around it. So it like enhanced the, the knife. So everyone thought I cheated and was like, oh, we're not voting for that because, you know, he Photoshopped that picture, blah, blah, blah. It's not real. Which I can understand. This time, I took like 30 pictures. I put in every kind of way and every kind of position and all that and just took picture after picture after picture. Put the tripod over here. You know, took it down like this. Move the tripod over here. Put the knife up, upside down at you. Know, 30, 40 pictures. And then I just sat there and tuned them. I had it down to four pictures that I liked. At least this time, if I don't win or whatever, I know I put the best out there that I could put. Thanks for asking about that. Yeah, bootleg, I learned from YouTube too. I learned everything. My OCD, If I like photography, I was talking about this. Man, I'm like, I, I watched like, for every one or two knife making videos I watch now, I watch like 10 photography things, because I want to make content better. You know, I want to make my YouTube channel better. I want to, it's not really on the photography side, it's more on the video side my videos i'm trying to get the best possible video i can i'm actually starting to get happy with that too i might have to go from videography to photography to start taking better pictures because the only reason i really take pictures is from my thumbnails for my videos (laughs) thanks chip i have two hands i just have to realize how to compensate for the other one (laughs) which i realized it could have been an excuse but instead of making an excuse i just used it to worked harder on it which is i think why i spent so much time on bevels because i had to learn how to compensate for one half of the other and, and i used to get jealous of that because the guy that that got me into knife making he would come over and, and we kind of both started at the same time but he doesn't didn't have the equipment or he lives in an apartment so he doesn't have tools and all that so he would come over and start making knives with me and stuff like that and i would get so frustrated because He would step up to the grinder and bam, put out a perfect bevel within like two weeks, you know, of of learning. It took me a year and I'm like, ah, why? But, you know, I have no one to blame except myself. I'm the one that was stupid and just didn't care about stuff and messed my arm up and all that stuff. And that goes to the whole competition thing. I was jealous that he got bevels good and all that. But I'm sure he was jealous because I had all the equipment and all the tools. He would sit down and show me how he does it. We kind of learned together, and and that's the whole competition thing. We were in competition because, and he's also the one where I would I'd sit there and I'd struggle with the knife and struggle, and I would know it was ruined, but I'd still try to fix it. And he'd be like, "Man, I'm coming over there and I'm cutting that knife in half. You just need to start over." Honestly, he was the best thing that ever happened to me because when I would make something that looked pretty decent, he wouldn't say, "Oh man, that looks awesome. Man, that that knife looks great." He would say. Oh man, this is messed up. Man, you need to fix this. You need to fix this. And he'd even be like, man, I feel like a dick saying this to you. And I'd be like, yeah, but that's what I need. And that's how I got better. Really quick. Because he would just put it under a microscope and tell me what was wrong. And I would go back and fix it. He still harps on me about my handles. Cuz I never finished my handles that good. That's what I've been trying to work on. That and handstanding. Whew, man, you guys are lighting it up. (laughs) What's up, cat? What's wrong with my hand? I'll I'll keep it kind of brief because I'll wait down the road to kind of talk about the logistics of it. But basically, I got a pretty bad infection in it. And instead of going to the hospital and taking care of it, I just was like, oh, I can take care of it myself. And it just got worse and worse. Instead of doing the smart thing and being like, oh, I care about my arm and I care about all this. I, I just thought I could take care for it myself. That's what happened with my hand. What happened in my arm, the infection, and then as it healed up, it pulled everything together. That's basically what happened with my hand. There's there's a, a deeper story, but I think I'm going to save that for down the road. There's a bunch of my history that I'm saving for the right time. Because uh, right now, I don't think it's the right time. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. It's pretty deep. I kind, of, you know, I kind of hinted around to it, you know, where my guitarist died and pretty much died in front of me. And then I quit music and all that stuff. Just spiraled out of control into the depression. The one thing I will say, even though my life was pretty bad or upset or whatever, I always worked and I always kept morals. I, saw, I have a lot of friends or I knew a lot of guys that fell into really bad space and i have a lot of friends that died and i have a lot of friends that ended up in jail i can say i don't have any rec i don't even have a misdemeanor charge on my record i stayed moral and i stayed good just a lot of bad things happen put it that way <laughs> you don't go around with pain and sorrow in your arms and not have a pretty bad outlook on life <laughs> actually though it's kind of funny because well not funny but after my guitarist died uh, i've said this before i quit music if anyone's uh, live stream before. For well, my dad was a jazz bassist. I played piano at five. You know, cello at seven, first string. Violin at nine, first string. So music was always my life. And the guy that died. If you if you go over to my music channel, I always put it in the link up in the cards. Or at the end, I'll put it, you go to my music channel, all that live stuff, the guy with the long hair, he's the one that died. Me and him were like, brothers doesn't, we were both the only child, so brothers don't even explain what it was. And I was the last person with him, and That all that stuff. But I'll get into that at another time. That's that's kind of a depressing story. But So after that, he passed and all that. That's when I got these tattoos, you know, pain and sorrow. But I got it because I was like, there's a couple bands that wanted me to sing for them or, or scream for them. I don't sing. I yell. I figured you know, while I'm holding the mic, screaming. <laughs> In fact there's one video there's a couple of videos where I'm like at a party and just doing the singing I've got my overalls on no shirt the belts hanging off you know we got one strap on I'm just like jumping around screaming music hurt I didn't even listen to music for like 10 years yeah it was a bad scene I, I always I started I even started listening to like G Gordon Liddy and you know Howard Stern I always listened to but it was I was always in the talk radio because music was just too painful and then 2011 I got back into music but by that time I had I didn't forget everything Thing, but i had to relearn it all and that's why that music channel didn't really go too far just because i have a passion for music i mean music is my blood so i'm always going to do music but it's just not a it's not the path in life i want to take that's why i put all the music if you watch my life making videos and all that all the music in that is mine i don't use any music except my own i'm sitting down usually like mondays or tuesday i'll write songs like two weeks ago when i only uploaded one video it's because i got into writing like three new songs which were in yesterday's video. The end of yesterday's video and where the slow motion is were both two new songs. And the week before that, the intro was the new, another new song. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting way off topic. <laughs> I'm not even reading any of this. My first channel trailer, I kind of went into it and showed all that. And, you know, I showed the big old scar, you know, because the pictures from here went into my heart. Now, they said my heart was strong, but my aorta valve had an infection in it. And it took me two weeks to go to the hospital. I was so sick and and just like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. And I finally went because I was like really bad. And they're like, yeah, well, you need to have open heart surgery because you're a dumbass that didn't come in. And now we need to take care of your arm and everything else too. That worst point in my life became the best point in my life. I didn't even know about knives before my heart surgery. I mean, I had, like, Kershaws and stuff. But since that, you know, when you walk in, and I, I'm not exaggerating this. When they told me I had to have open heart surgery, it didn't even faze me. I didn't even care. It's like, okay, so I got to the point, it's like, well, the last 10 years of my life has been nothing but nothing I wanted to get out of life. That's fine. This is how it ends. And that's probably why since then I've worked 15 hour days and, and made live streams and, and made all this because I want legacy. You know, I talk about all this business stuff that I'm trying to learn, but the money, the money's here. I want legacy to be here. When I do pass or when it's my time to go, I want people to be like, man, look at that story. He went from being in, being in bands, having everything. Losing everything, walking into death, and then coming out on top. And that's, that's what's happened. Every day I'm reminded, today could be the day. Tomorrow could be the day. I need to make today as productive and get ten times as much done today or this week as I did last week. All these things I say now on camera and stuff like that, if I would have told myself this five years ago, ten years ago, I wouldn't listen because I knew it all. Oh, I was right about everything. I I had all the answers. When you're young, or when you're 20s and all that, man, life, you got the rest of your life. But you don't know what the rest of your life is. Uh, I'm getting on a tangent I should get off of. But, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that kind of goes into the arm and all that stuff. But let's get back on the topic. <laughs> Woo, that's some heavy... Uh, I don't cuss usually, but that's some heavy shit right there. <laughs> that's probably the one or only time you'll hear me cuss. I, I try to make this family friendly, but man, whew. that's why I'm kind of waiting to tell the whole... I mean, that's that's the overall of that story, but man, it goes a lot deeper. So let's get on to something a little bit better. <laughs> Back to the comparing yourself to others. And, and usually, I tell you, don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself... Only to your former self. Look at yourself today. Are you better than you were last week? Don't compare yourself to other knife makers. But you can feed off of each other with community and all that stuff. But there is one time if you're into YouTube and all that. Where you should compare yourself to other people. Or how do I put this? When YouTube put this whole thousand sub things. I got really caught up in the views and the subs and all that. So getting caught up in the numbers is really crucially debilitating. And it can be because you're not hitting the numbers you want to hit with views or with comments or with subs. But if you look at these guys, I I keep bringing up Alex Steele because he's a knife maker or a blacksmith that kind of went into swords and all that. So everyone knows Alex Steele that's here for knife making. So he's got 1.6 million subscribers. Look at his comments. He barely hits a 1,000 comments. He hits like uh i think it's like 10,000 views. So if you compare that to, you know, the 1.6 million subscribers, you know, that's what 1%, 1% comments and maybe 10% views. Once i realized that, even like Peter McKinnon, all these guys, Casey Neistat, their ratio of subs to comments to views is like 10% to 1%. And once i realized that, it took all this weight off my shoulders because like i'm like man I don't have to get all these views. I don't have to get all these comments. I can just worry about making better content. When you do have to compare yourself to whatever your niche is or whatever it is you want to learn, like knife making all this, look into the people that you're comparing yourself to. Like Casey Neistat and Peter McKinnon. They might have 10 million and 2 million or 3 million subscribers, but Casey Neistat was a professional filmmaker. He had an HBO special. He had all this stuff. And if you watch his old stuff, he's even like, oh, before I started daily vlogging, I only had 500,000 subs. I mean, to him, that was small. But you don't look at the 10 years before that he made films. Peter McKinnon, yeah, he made a whole, a million subs, or two million subs a year, two years. But for 10 years, he was, in, he was in the market. He was in photography. He went out and he did videos of magicians and all that. So he had connections. He had... The experience that when he brought it to his table, to his niche, everyone wanted to learn off of him. That's the one thing that was hard for me to learn, because I used to obsessively do this, where I would see someone that has a channel like mine, and I would go in, and I'd look at their homepage, and I'd go and see how long they were making videos for, and it's like, oh man, they've been making videos as long as me, why do they have two or three times the subscribers? Oh, and I would would rack my brain, or I'd look at a knife maker that was making knives as long as me and be like, oh man, why does he make such better knives than me? And it'll drive you crazy. But you don't see, like uh, Jeremy from Simple Little Life, you listen to his channel off, he wasn't just a knife maker, his dad owns a machine shop. And I think he went to college for machining or something like that. He has a background in machining. So to go from machining to knives, you know, it's a lateral move. He might have only been making knives a year or two or whatever but that all those years of machining have taught him how to work with metal. You see what I'm saying? If you have to compare yourself to other people that are your competition, know their background. Know what they're doing before you're like, oh man, why is he so much better than me? And also look at yourself. Look at your strength. See why you're better than that or, you know, what you do better than them. I see a lot of knife makers that, man, they make these awesomely finished blades and... Their knives look amazing, but the bevels are the same on every knife. You know, it's the same grind, the same bevel, whatever. And that's their style, and that's how they make them. And they're beautiful knives, because that was what they focused on. Now, they can look at my bevels and be like, man, every knife he does has a different bevel. Uh, I'm getting kind of lost, but, you know, a lot of guys use jigs or use this. I've never used a jig, which I need to learn. I need to build a jig and learn how to use a jig Just so I can have that skill. Oh, I didn't watch uh, his thing today. (laughs) I didn't watch Simple Little Life's video today. You know, he treating, I don't know Jeremy's uh, way he does it or whatever, but everyone has their little recipes and all that. Some people don't like to share it, but that's fine. I can guarantee it's close to whatever, whatever, whatever the data sheet says for that steel. It's right in those parameters. He might tweak something a little bit here or tweak something like there. I'm surprised to hear that about him because he shares, he shares all the stuff about doing cryo and all that stuff. Jeremy's you know, he's really good. And I'll tell you one thing. I would love to steal his idea of the whole viewer knife maker thing, but that's his thing. Showing like new knife makers and, and the whole viewer knife maker thing, man, that's brilliant. And it's so awesome because he's helping, you know, giving back so much to this community by doing that. Explaining new knife makers and showing new knife makers. Now, my one critique of that, he says every knife is great and every knife is beautiful. I can understand that because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. And it's hard to look at people's knives and know, hey, can they take this criticism? Can they not take this criticism? And I also understand just the fact that this person is getting out there and doing this is awesome in itself. I I, I, I get where he's coming from 100%, but he kind of just is like... Every knife looks great and every knife looks beautiful. But that's his thing. It's it's, it's it's one thing I would critique if I had to say. I can understand being like, oh, well, man, you did really nice on this bevel here. But he probably don't want to get into that because, like I say, it's a hard thing to do because you don't know what people are going to react when you say. He can say, oh, man, well, you did this nice, but you messed up here. And that could completely discourage someone and... Make them give up knife making. So I can definitely see that. But there's this, there's this trap you fall into. And and I see it with YouTube comments. Where people like heart every comment. But they don't leave a comment to that person. They just heart it. They just go through and heart every question. I mean heart every comment. Or, or like every comment or whatever. And the problem is that it starts to be disingenuous. It doesn't come off sincere. It, it's like you're just doing it. To make people happy instead of doing it to uh, communicate, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I I know bootleg Blake, but that's kind of his thing, the whole knife bakers uh, thing. Plus, actually, I couldn't do it for that reason I just explained. Is I would hate to discourage someone from making knives because I told them, Oh, well, this looks bad, or, or you need to fix this. or And so, Jeremy, he's the man. He put my stuff up there. It's funny because, you know, I sent him the video. He even put, like, links to my video. This is, like, over a year ago. He's like, man, in my lyrics, I cuss a lot. If, if you listen to my lyrics and my songs, I cuss a lot. And those old videos were a lot of cussing. And I just, I didn't take the, like, now I take all the vocals out of the songs and I put them up. But if you go back to, like, uh, you know, last year, last before last April or something like that. I would just play the songs, and i play, like, Blind Angel was the, the band I was in with the guy with the long hair that died. i play all the live stuff and all that. So Jeremy's like, you can go watch his videos, but if you're a kid, be careful because there's a lot of cussing and swearing and a lot of loud music, so. <laughs> but yeah, Jeremy, man, I give him all the best for that. That's an awesome idea, and he's really helped out. But yeah, just, it, it's a hard, it's that fine line of balance. Because you don't want to hurt people's feelings and you don't want to discourage people. But, like I said before, when you tell people, I've seen knife makers that have been making knives. They're like, oh man, I've been making knives for 10 years. And you go look at the page and they look like they've been making knives a year or two. Because no one's told them, man, you need to fix this. Or, man, you're doing this wrong. or, or, Or something in that. Uh, that vernacular is that the word? When people look at your knife and they're like, "Oh man, that's an awesome knife." A lot of these times, these guys don't know what a good or bad knife looks like. So if someone's always telling you, and that goes for any passion, any niche. If someone's telling you you're always doing good, you're not gonna know when to fix what's bad. If that makes sense, and that's why I credit the guy that got me into knife making. Man, he would tear me apart. And, oh, I get so upset and be like, ah. You know, and I would. I'd almost give up or whatever, but then it would push me to fix it and make it better. When you don't have someone telling you, hey, man, this looks great, but this needs to be worked on, you fall into that pattern of everyone saying, man, this knife looks great, when it might not. That's a whole, uh, that's a hard line to follow, though. Because that's the other thing. A lot of people say, oh, man, I got thick skin. You can tell me. I can take it. Usually when they say that to me, like, they'll, uh, message me on Facebook or something, or email me or whatever, I'll, I'll test the waters. And a lot of you guys can take it, and you want the criticism. Who blades when he was asking me about doing his videos? first couple, I told him, man, this needs to be fixed. And he's like, thanks, man. He's like, you know, I only got one feeling, and it's locked in the locked in the, uh, vault. And his videos have become awesome. But some people, you'll tell them something that looks just a little off, and you know it's not what's really off, and they'll be, like, be like, oh, and they start making excuses. Oh, well, I did this because of that. Or, oh, I know, but I didn't want to do this or do that. And then you know right there to cut it. Because they're not going to listen to you. They just want you to tell them, man, that knife looks awesome. You know, they don't want to be criticized. They don't want to be told, man, this knife looks horrible. You know, they don't want to be like, oh, well, you did good here, but you need to fix this. You tell them one little thing, oh, look at that scratch right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, well... I'm going to fix that. Yeah, I just haven't got cut. Yeah, I'm not giving you any advice because you're not going to take it well. So, And it's hard. It's hard to let people tell you how bad you are. Believe me. But it's the only way to improve exponentially. I'm going to use all these words. I hope they're right. <laughs> I don't have my Google phone with me. <laughs> or my phone to Google it with me. Oh, man. All right. We went on a little roller coaster today, a little deep. Deep thoughts and some laughing and giggling and all that stuff. I think that's about it. I try to keep these for like 40, 45 minutes because I know it's hard to sit there and watch. And that's why I want to make the podcast, or that's why I want to release these as podcasts. If you enjoy watching the videos, you don't have to sit here and look at my, my broken, busted up body and my busted up face. <laughs> you can just turn on your phone and listen. But anyway... I barely got any handstanding done anymore. I got a little bit done. About three months we'll have this blade hand sanded. <laughs> Alright. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. Man, everyone was in the comments today. It's awesome. Man, I got to watch my voice. I'm like blowing out everything. <laughs> if, if I'm going to yell, I should back up and yell. I should know that from being a screamer. I would say singer, but if you go and listen to my music, I didn't sing much. There's like one or two songs that I sang, but... Alright, before I get on another rant, I really appreciate all the support. Man, seeing all you guys just here, I'm I'm sorry I can't... I need to figure out a way to make the chat bigger. Maybe I'll put this screen in front of me so I don't have to keep going like that. Because getting old and going blind is horrible. So thanks for all the support. My Amazon links... Oh, by the way, Amazon links... If you're in uh, Germany Italy or France or Canada or the UK the links that you see if you click on them it'll take them to Amazon in your country and I didn't know how that worked before but if you need anything that you see from my knife making stuff or any of my camera equipment click on the link yeah I appreciate the support you know we get a commission it doesn't cost any more if you click on these links and you buy something from Amazon it doesn't cost you any more but the channel gets some support. So I really appreciate it. I got knives on the website and I've got uh, shirts on the website. So any of that stuff man really helps out. I'm not I said you know money's not as big of issue but it might be one day one day so I need to learn how to market all this stuff in case I fall on hard times and do need it. I appreciate it all. Another good live stream. I think I'm getting the hang of this stuff. Sorry if I missed a lot of your comments. I, I need to get like a, a big screen TV so I can read it. Which is horrible because I used to have 2015 vision. Like pilot's vision. Better than perfect. But that's about it. Thanks again for everything. Let's have a good week. Hopefully see you next Sunday. I got a couple videos I'm going to put up. Or I got to start working on. <laughs> if I don't get caught up in my music again. So that's about it. Hope the rest of your weekend is good. And as always. Take it easy.